Hello, hello, hello. Monday morning. Monday morning when all the possibilities are possible. They show up. We, Maybe it's not Monday morning. I don't know what prob- morning it is. <laughs> probably not. No, no, not Monday. But let's let's say it for just for, for the memes. For the memes. <laughs> hello, David. Hey, Jenny. It has been a hot minute. <clears throat> yes, not for the two of us, but for the audience. It's been a hot minute for the two of us, I have to say. We have been on fire. Yes. Uh, it is uh, beginning of March. We have two months of renovation behind us and uh, hopefully around two weeks of renovation in front of us and that's it i think yeah so in two weeks we're moving back home because now we're just renting Mm. a place in the middle of nowhere Mm. and um it won't be completely done there will still be like we need to change the windows and there's still some bits and pieces that need to be done but we will we will have a toilet we will have a fridge yes exactly we will move in floors will be ready like everything that makes it livable for us and can you imagine though because like we've been in the like how long did we live there like for seven months before we moved out yes and it was quite like dysfunctional <laughs> like the flat we bought we bought it with the uh, we we knew that we had to renovate jenny is just pouring me some coffee now that's yeah. why i'm distracted mm-hmm. uh we knew we had to do renovation We've talked about this all the time. So we bought something that, you know, had great potential. Yes. Yeah, so because it's a great flat. It just looks horrible on the inside. It's like a yeah. late Victorian, early uh, Edwardian flat. Mm. Um, but they have just ruined it by making it completely like 90s, like ugly 90s. Yeah, exactly. So <clears> like <throat> uh, previous uh, owners have taken, you know, throughout the years, probably taken out all character and just you know putting in the cheapest things. cheapest plastic materials because they just been renting it out they haven't been living there by themselves so yes exactly so they just did it for cheap yes and now we've been living there for seven months yes yeah uh, and, and just like picturing how gorgeous it will be once it's done and yeah. now it's almost done yeah and is it gorgeous so far oh my god it is so gorgeous we've kind of just been trying to reinstate the victorian vibes yeah so and, we bought like reclaimed wood floors. We have like thought about the time period when we had thought about materials and colors and mm. stuff. But there's like there's things that is, are always going to be like prob- because like this flat we're like oh my god this flat is so big compared to yeah. many others we've had before. But it's still like well you still need to have storage somewhere, Mm-mm. and that's that's something that's you know neglected in british homes usually yeah just because british homes are uh, compared to like compared to americans homes british homes are tiny mm-hmm. but even compared to swedish homes british homes are a bit cramped yeah uh, especially in london of course yeah exactly especially in london but okay so since we're moving back in soon mm. what do you look forward to the most oh i'm just looking forward to uh oh, you know what mm-hmm. i'm not looking forward to it's it's not moving in and having like your your bright new flat. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. is not renovation. <laughs> Just an end no, to renovation. But, but but because the, the renovation, some people do a renovation for two years or one year or nine months. Mm-hmm. We have done this in two and a half months. Yeah. Basically, like let's 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 just get it done. Yeah. And. It's been pretty much, even though I'm not doing the building stuff, of course, it's been pretty much a full-time job for me. Yeah, 
it's just, just like it's been mad just like with materials <laughs> and fixing things and getting someone researching. Who, researching stuff and it's like uh and sometimes like with any job that you do sometimes you're like when you discuss it with someone and then you're like i i'll just do it myself yeah you, you, it's easier to get what you want if you just do it yourself exactly. but that takes time but it's, yeah. it's still easier and you get a better result because you know what you want kind of yeah so david has I'm been so in charge tired. of i mean <laughs> da- so david tired. has been so good like you've been in charge of renovations I'm, obviously i've been helping out but you have been in charge that's been like your project yeah and the book has been my project and you've been helping yeah. me out with that oh, what book so um <laughs> what book do we talk about anything else in this home than that book and the renovation you know people say that like oh this is my latest book baby authors say that on twitter all the time when they okay. come out with a new book I, I don't know but yeah this is this book mm. between you and me has definitely been as demanding as a baby <laughs> not not in like you i mean we can leave it alone without it dying you know we can leave it for two days but we we can't mm. stop thinking yeah. about it. Babies, like, you can only leave for twenty four hours, right? <laughs> Babies, you can leave for like five minutes before they break something, or exactly. you know something happens. Yeah, or they break. So it hasn't been like the that like you know all the time twenty four seven kind of like labor. It's more been like how much you think about it and like how much you focus on it and like yeah. how much you you try to like figure stuff out yeah because uh i, I think we, we might have talked about this the, uh, i'm just gonna put my phone on on oh, airplane yeah. mode me too it's been a while since we podcasted <laughs> uh but like uh, for for the first time in a long time uh with uh, the book uh we can't handle everything ourselves yeah i think we talked about this on a previous podcast and it's like that's something you notice more and more because like it's a big it's one of the biggest publishers in the world that's yeah. like the 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 main publisher of the imprint that your book is going to yeah. be released i think on. they're the second and biggest in the uk after okay. penguin yeah mm. and and uh there's so many people involved now yeah and you you I you mean, go the, in try to <laughs> ma- micromanage things and it's like no they're, they're like a no i go in i, I go in trying not to workers mi- nine to five i go in like, trying not to micromanage anything and just <laughs> just leave it up to you know the experts to do yeah. their thing but i care so much that i like i'm i'm so curious and also i'm so like eager to know what's going on so i'm, I'm putting my nose in it for sure and yeah. like what's what, what are we doing with this and how's it going with that and like there've been like the team I have around me at the publisher yeah. is like the most remarkable set of people. Mm. I just I've kind of fallen in love a little bit with all of them, to be honest. Like and it's... I have email threads going like I have the number of email threads that I have going on. Like everyone trying to keep in touch with each other and communicate mm. with each other, but like there's so many different like you have the person in charge of marketing, publicity, um uh, the typesetter, the proofreader, the you it, know all of those stuff. It seems like uh, the book industry is a sort of kind industry. Super sweet. Like, like the people the that work there are actually not actually love books. Yeah. Like, like you hear about like film and TV. I, I've worked in TV as well, yeah. and you know, pretty much everyone there was like. Probably nice people, but they're under so much stress, so that it's they become. I think it's just a, like a harsh, harsher climate. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the book world it seems like everyone's like, oh yeah. No one nice. is a bitch. Like, <laughs> yes. I haven't met a single bitch. <laughs> Everyone is just like kind and very compassionate. And also, I think that they're really used to just like stressed out authors because they they kind of 
you know, they're really good at calming me down. Like they're extremely reassuring people. So yeah. after, I, if I'm stressed out about something or worried about something, mm. after I hang up on the Zoom, mm. I always feel really reassured. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is gonna work out. Yeah. Everything is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's lovely. It's really, really lovely industry. Um, I, I never want to leave it. No. I just want to stay in here forever. Yeah. And um, you guys might have seen uh, like a couple of days ago that we now have the cover. The cover is done. Mm. It is so beautiful. Mm. I have been extremely involved in the design and I've been um, chatting so much with uh, Scepter, my publisher's um, in-house designer, Sarah. She is like the best person Mm. on the planet. Uh, And we have an amazing... So she's in charge of like the design and then Mm. we have an amazing illustrated that actually i found randomly it was yeah. such a it's quite a funny story because so the designer sarah you, you did release a, a video a couple of days ago uh showing your cover for the first time yeah yeah um so you just wanted to so you... yeah I'm, I'm just like going through the whole thing here mm-hmm. uh, and and that in that video you show it so guys go and check out jenny's latest video uh, your healthy routine or something yeah is what it's i have called. put it up, up on like all socials you can find it's, it on tiktok it's on or instagram, instagram and, or and stuff if mm-hmm. you want to look at the cover beautiful amazing uh and you've been really involved mm-hmm. in 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 uh, making this uh cover happen because usually uh the publisher just like you know they, they buy the book from the author kind of or like they they release the book with the author and the author is like you know they they the publisher comes up with the idea with the idea the, yeah. for the cover and they make the cover because they are the experts yeah and then the the author just approves say, or disapproves yeah, or exactly. whatever yeah but you have been involved yeah i've been, I've been really involved so <laughs> i i had this uh, the first time i met with my editor mm. so joe is my editor so she was the one who bought my book for scepter so uh, she is like my main person at yes. the publisher so mm. the very first time i met her she asked me like what my idea for the cover was and mm. of course i had an idea because i'm a visual person yeah and also i really like to think about everything yeah. quite thoroughly mm. so i had an idea it was like an illustrator that i really like um but like he's super old so it wasn't really likely that we could use him i don't think mm. he works anymore so yeah. but she really liked his illustrations so mm. she was like let's try to find something similar and mm. just go for this style yeah and she talked about her um, ideas as, as well and like we both kind of really vibed like we had very similar ideas mm. so then sarah the designer mm. her job is she, to, she, and she works at the publisher yeah, yeah so her job is then to find an illustrator that can do like a similar mm. style or mm. like something that we feel is like the same kind of vibe okay question mm-hmm. uh is there is is that like an old school reason why they don't use in-house uh, artists for the uh, for the book covers? I'm not is, sure. Is that, is that like oh you have to have a separate but I know artist that, I know slash that's... illustrator because like they have obviously designers and they can hire designers to just like churn out. The, I think it's because they uh, don't want covers. to use the same illustrator over and over. But if you hire someone, of course, like you you will just get that illustrator's job, and that means everything will look the same. So that's why they they want to find new illustrators for every job so that they can have like a variety of different covers with very different styles. So you can't just hire, you know, 20 illustrators to get every type of style. Well, if they, they're good illustrators. <laughs> oh no, but I, like Sarah's told me that like, because obviously not everything is illustrated. It's a lot of photos as well. Yeah. And they do that. Like she told me she, they ha- just had like a big shoot where 
people were dressed in like 1940s hmm. i think it was some kind of flight attendant outfits okay. and they were doing like a shoot for that and so, hmm. so so i think it's like it's very different depending on the on the book yeah, yeah. but so anyway sarah's job is to find the illustrator right so hmm. she would send me like maybe this illustrator could work maybe that illustrator could work and and then i would just go over and see what i thought and which one i liked hmm. so we found one that we liked everyone liked but she was too busy to take on the job so hmm. she had to turn it down hmm. Let me find another illustrator that we thought, actually, maybe this would be good. It, it wasn't like exactly the same style as we wanted, but we mm. thought maybe this would be good. But when we started working together with the illustrator and saw like the first few um, sketches, sketches, yeah. we all agreed that like, actually, this might not be the right vibe. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like they're all super talented. It's yeah. just like it, it's it's just like finding video editors yeah. to help us with videos. Yeah, you can. You can find the best video editor in the world, but it doesn't work with the style that we have. So yeah. it's like, it's so hard to find someone who knows you, that. That you vibe with yeah, creatively, it's, it's yeah. Like, we have worked with uh, video editors that come straight out of uni, that have no experience, but they understand exactly this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. video, you know. I, I think I think it's about what you consume. Yeah. Like, you, you create what you consume. Yeah. So anyway, so we, we uh, backtracked from that situation and started from square one. And now everyone is like really stressed out because like, you know, we need to have a cover. Yeah. Um, so my editor was like, okay, Jenny, everything is fine. But just so you know, the next illustrator that we find, we really need to go with them. Like we can't, we, we, can't we, yeah, we can't fiddle around anymore. Yeah. So Sarah, the designer, sent me another, like maybe we can use this illustrator. And I was looking through her all of her photos mm. uh, on Google Images, all of her illustrations. Mm. I was like, it's not really quite right. Oh my God, I'm getting really stressed out. Was it not the vibe? It was not the vibe. It was almost the vibe, but it wasn't like, I don't think anyone felt that that was like exactly the right vibe. Mm. We were like, maybe this could work. But then as I was just clicking through on, on Google Images, mm. they suggested a similar style, like this, yeah. another, another image that like, maybe you will like this, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. And I just found an illustration that I just immediately fell for. Like mm. it was a um, headless woman lying on the floor and it was just exactly the right type of mood. Like she looked a bit cheeky, but it was still very relaxed and natural. Yeah. So I was like, who is this? And then I found her. Um, like I just clicked through to, to find the illustrator. Her name is mm. Faye. Mm. She's, she's American mm. and all of her... Um, illustrations were like supernatural but really modern very simple mm. she uses colors just like quite like neutral a little bit pastely like mm. super super lovely and she just made the the cover for a book like i saw that she'd made a cover for a book recently called um, i'm glad my mom died i think it's called yeah yeah and that's been everywhere lately i mean you've seen that cover as well right yeah. uh it's, and it's a it's a memoir yeah, by a celebrity. Yeah. British celebrity? It, no, American actress, okay. I think. Okay. She's like a child actress, right? Oh, From okay. the beginning? I think she is. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've, I've seen that cover everywhere. Uh, it's, it's like a huge hit, that yeah. book. And I just love that cover so much. Like yeah. the stylist is perfect. They just hit the tone perfectly. And then I found out, oh, it's actually Faye, this illustrator mm. that I've already found and loved. Mm. So I just felt like really kind of, I just immediately wanted her. Mm. So uh, I used to tell Sarah and Joe, my editor and my mm. designer, like, can we please get Faye? And she just had a baby. So I'm like, oh, she's not going yeah, to be able like to do it. She just had a baby 
two like, days ago. Yeah, like right? week, like yeah. maybe you know, two weeks, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But like <laughs> just had a baby. Yeah. But she wanted to do it. She's like, yeah. I can fit it around yeah. uh, the baby stuff, mm. and she did it. And it's oh my god, it's so gorgeous. It's just exactly the vibe that I wanted. The cover is perfect. Uh, you worked a lot on it back and forth, and. Uh, there's colors and there's we tried so many fonts and colors and stuff and yeah oof. jenny's and been in meetings <laughs> yes i've been in meetings with with sarah who's been so generous with just letting me be involved yeah um yeah and it's been so much fun though like okay it's been nerve-wracking as well because mm. obviously it's it's so nervy trying to get the right cover but yeah. it's been like my meetings with sarah have been like some of the most fun meetings i've ever been in because mm she is so geeky with the stuff like mm. the lines and the angles and the fonts what different fonts say and mm. she's taught me so much about design mm. and she's so patient with me like mm. she, we can just talk for two hours and she will just explain stuff i feel like i've gotten like a like a bespoke like um education in design from her i okay can I say, I mm. love that mm. because what I hate mm -hmm. is people not explaining things. Yeah. If I go into a new area, if <sighs> renovations, renovations or whatever <laughs> it is, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, you want the experts I, I to explain knew, it. Yeah. You have to explain this to me. Mm. Why do we have to do this? How does that work? Why do we like, you know, e explain these things and not just that, but it's like in, in any When industry. you start a new job, it's yeah. just like. I, th I think mm -hmm. the reason is that uh, why it is like this is that because people pretend to know things all the time oh you you, I, you think is that sinister i had another explanation for it no no not sinister I, I'm, I'm saying like people usually pretend to know things and therefore don't need to explain to them oh that's you mean like, okay in that okay that, that's how they don't want to ask stupid questions exactly mm. kind of but i'm like please explain it to me because yeah. I don't know. Like, I ask you, so many questions. This is your industry, whatever yeah. industry it now is. Uh, so explain it to me. Like yeah. like with the whole design thing, you're like, I don't know, explain it to me. Mm. And she does it yeah. automatically. Yeah, I think like I'm, I'm just really not scared of looking stupid. No. I, I rather ask way too many questions. And, yeah. and like I rather get people explaining things I already know mm. than not explaining things I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, she's been fantastic, like so, so fantastic. I've been mm. so lucky to have her. And the cover is mustard yellow, like, yeah, like no, completely mustard yellow, but half. And that half was and half. not your decision. That first. was, that was all Sarah. Mm. She was like, we, it was, a, so it's, it's like half of it is, is yellow and half of it is like a grayish. I wonder how, how well that we will work since your name is going to be on it saying Jenny Mustard. Mm -hmm. So it's like how subconsciously does the, the mustard color and the mustard name yeah. go together kind yeah. of to to um, inspire people to buy it <laughs> why would it inspire people to buy it though to remember uh, it maybe but but like only people who really like mustard they're like oh i like mustard i mean i do i would buy it would you buy it i think like of course so I we, we play because we're because we're out in the in the countryside now hmm. we we don't have access to any bookshops hmm. So my publisher sent me like um don't have access to any bookshops we're out in the countryside. I mean we don't have easy access. We don't have walking distance. You know, we have car distance to a bookshop. Anyway. So um my uh, my marketing um woman mm. Helen at at the uh, publisher. publisher yeah. So we don't since we don't have the book yet. Mm. We don't have the book until like mm. 
I think late, probably like mid-May or something. Okay. The, hard, the hardback. Yeah. So since we don't have that yet, um, she just Helen just printed um, cover mm. like at the publishers, just with like normal shiny pipe paper mm. and just put it around another person's book yeah. and send it to me as yeah. like a dummy yeah. a dummy book and uh, even though it's not my book it's mm. not my words and the cover isn't even in the right material it wasn't the right text on the cover mm. either it was just like it was just a dummy like mm. to, to so that I can see it myself and show it in videos or whatever mm. but even though it wasn't even real mm. when we opened that package and lifted out that dummy book mm. both of us just got serious chills didn't we yeah yeah it's it's perfect it was uh, so re- it just yeah. felt so real even though it wasn't real it just started feeling like mm-hmm. this is really real like my name is on a book not even my book is yeah. but still yeah. um so we played we played bookshop here like we just <laughs> placed a lot of books on a table as if it was a book table in a bookshop and put my book See, in see among how, them see how, how well it, it yeah fits yeah and, how and well it really out. Yeah, it really st- to me it really stood out yeah, yeah i really think does. i think it has like a it just pops yeah and it's very simple mm. so it looks really fresh mm-hmm. i'm so happy mm. with it yeah th- when you're listening to this uh go to jenny's instagram and check out the mm. book whilst you're doing it and please uh pre-order the book will you will you please pre-order it because oh, like and we... if you pre-order it within the next month uh, you will get a signed postcard uh, from me, from Jenny. Yeah. So uh, Helen is printing like these really gorgeous postcards with the design of the book yeah. as the postcard. So yeah. I will go to the publishers and sign a bunch and send out to everyone who pre-orders. Yeah. So if you pre-order it, or if you already have pre-ordered it, uh, send a proof of purchase or whatever it's called. You mm. know, just like a screenshot of the of the order to is it okay days at order dot co dot uk i don't something like let's that. put it in the, we'll, we'll in, the in the description, description. so you if you just send your proof of uh, purchase there mm. and say like what your name is i will go sign a postcard and send to you yeah that's fun and like you can use that as a um, book bookmark or just like a memento you can hang it on the wall mm. you can if you buy two books you can get two postcards <laughs> <laughs> what a deal what a deal yeah um i want i want to hang one on my wall so when renovations are done mm. i am listen to this going to have my own study i'm calling it the writer's room i'm, I'm just going there i'm yeah. going to call it the writer's Jenny's room jenny's got her own room she's got it's gonna be mine yeah. david will course, only you be have in the main wardrobe in there as well so oh that's true so so i will have to go you will be naked sometimes. in there while i'm working is that what you're saying we built a, a beautiful bookcase for you as well mm-hmm. and a beautiful uh wardrobe the the wardrobe uh <laughs> like we're we're so like savvy. cool and savvy, savvy. so yeah. we, we we made like a bespoke uh wardrobe uh like uh, we're, we're, we're really in this uh, it this, ex- this renovation industry. We yeah. we bought uh, an IKEA uh, wardrobe mm-hmm. like with all the insides, mm-hmm. and then uh, our builders uh, added like custom doors and custom handles, and, and custom then handles. painted it the same color oh. as the walls. Exactly. So it's like completely <gasps> white. So, so and cheap, fits but in. it looks really like. It looks really, really nice uh, and sleek. It, it, you're like so cheap. 
I mean, super expensive. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, but it was cheaper expensive. than if we have gotten like one of those wardrobe places to come and fit a wardrobe. Yeah, exactly. Because we we looked into that as well, and it's like uh, these these wardrobe places that does like a wardrobe that's supposed to fit in your room, kind of mm-hmm. like bespoke, custom, whatever it's it's called. It was like, you know, insanely expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. Yes, it was like really. That's so really. It's so expensive. I was like, ikea hey yeah and builder can you just do plywood doors paint them please (laughs) (laughs) our builder can do anything he's such a craftsman yeah he's really really good at building stuff which is good because we're paying him to build stuff (laughs) anyway i'm gonna have a writer's room david you will be allowed in on occasion Mm -hmm. if you have business being there i will put this postcard on my wall why as a piece of art Oh, okay. But you don't think so? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like, it's like you always have like white naked walls, and it's I can like have one a small. Postcard. I can have one small part of one small wall with, because then you should have a giant. If I if I ever if I ever get to publish another book, yeah. I can do the same with the next one. Yeah, and I can build like a little collection of my book tiny, covers. Tiny, tiny book covers. I'm gonna have to write a lot of books. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you. Uh, if like the thing is with pre-orders is that it like the number of pre-orders you get it signals to the bookshops how many books they should buy so actually it it has like a huge impact of how well the book does because yeah exactly if 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 uh, if you sell a lot of pre-orders uh the bookshops will know oh this is a popular book and then they will not just order more they will place it better uh, better. and it's like it's all about that because there's so many books coming Mm -hmm. out each year yeah it's It's so uh, crowded it's uh uh, a a world of uh, i don't know books Books. so pages pages and pages and text in glue isn't that a a a book uh yeah it's a bookshop called world of books right but anyway anyway so I think, you know, for debut authors, it's incredibly difficult to, like, break through all the noise because mm. you have all the established authors that already have their fans. Yeah. And then you have all the thousands of debut authors trying to get in. Yeah. So I feel like I'm really lucky because I have, like, a, I, ha- I have like an advantage to other uh, authors. debut authors because I have you, dear listeners. Yeah. Um, be- and, like, you know, maybe you don't like to read. Uh, so that's fine. But if you do like to read, mm. why not read this book? Uh, yeah, and I'm like, even if you don't like to read, mm-hmm. just go and support by support, it. Support by it. <laughs> give it. Give it to someone you know who likes to read. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, but that's that's one of the things. Like, I've we've been talking about like who are target audiences and whatever for this mm. book, and I've always said like that my main aim for this book is to have like people who read like one or two books per year. It should be like entertaining and easy to read enough mm. for those readers. Yeah. But people who read like a hundred books per year, mm. it should be like clever and like good language enough. Good language enough. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm kind of disproving my point here, but anyway, so it should be like uh, good, well written enough for people who read a lot to also mm. appreciate it. Mm. This is of course the holy grail for an mm. author to yeah. be able to hit both of those things. But I've aimed for it. Yeah. So and I have tested it mm. on you, David, mm. who read one book per year, mm. and you think it's really easy to read and and like fast paced. Yeah. But I've also tried it on like my author friends mm. who are like 
I won't say snobs because they are my friends. Well, but, they you are know, highbrow. They are very <laughs> highbrow. is a nice word for it. And they like it too. I yeah. mean, they tell me they like it. I'm mm. not sure if they do because they're my friends, but they have given... Well, you've, got, you've gotten this far. Yes. So. <laughs> so, so far, I feel good about it being quite like in the middle of both. So even if you don't normally read, I think this is a book that, like, even though it's literary fiction, mm. it's not highbrow enough to be difficult at all like it's, yeah. it's an easy read uh, and uh, what is it about <laughs> how many times have you read this book david <laughs> i think you should know the the themes by now many times well i'm just i'm just like uh, why don't you explain it what it's about because i'm i thought, find it so hard to do that myself i need to practice it though this i guess this is a book about swedish girl sam and mm-hmm. british boy luke and a uh, whirlwind romance Ooh, nice. uh, spanning uh, some time mm-hmm. and and uh, the ups and downs highs and lows All right. of their uh, sexy Ooh. interesting uh, relationship nice <laughs> well done yeah put that on the back of yeah the <laughs> for sure i will blurb from david Mustard. yeah oh can we have a blurb from you on that <laughs> oh, yes i want to quote from you you're a famous person yeah but do you remember uh, so uh, blurbs mm-hmm. are uh, if, if you look at a book in a bookshop uh, it says like amazing and it says stephen king stephen king mm-hmm. says that this book by lee child is amazing mm-hmm. and uh, so blurbs is something you get from other authors mm-hmm. before the book comes out usually yeah uh, or, or it could be like the hardback comes out and then everyone reads it and then a year later the paperback comes out and then by by then you've gotten a lot of quotes yes. from authors. And uh, you know uh, on uh, movies that are in cinemas there's mm-hmm. usually also like four stars by mm-hmm. this magazine and four stars by this one and it's mm-hmm. just like a little quote. I remember like 10 years ago or something uh, they tried this here in the UK that they put you know just random twitter mm, comments yeah. on on uh, on the posters and i don't know why they didn't keep that up because it's like it's nice it's it's it just says like bob 47 yeah. you know says i this movie was so much fun it's charming yeah. i like it yeah um, bad boy <laughs> they don't give they don't give uh stars for books because the the book industry is too snobbish yeah there's also like some some film uh critics uh, and magazines and stuff that don't give uh, yeah but uh, you know what they do instead because they still want to have some kind of system Mm. so say that you know the observer is writing a review of you know some kind of book yeah uh and then when they this there is like a system where you can then file your review so that you end up in this like like you know lit hub for example is like a book news site or whatever and they will do like oh the best reviews reviewed the books of the week Mm. and then they will say like okay this book got like this many positive this many negative Mm. so so every newspaper will like file their reviews within these systems yeah right so they still file them as either rave Mm. which is like four stars Mm. which is the top Mm. and then um positive which is like a three star Mm. oh actually okay yeah and then um mixed Mm. it's like a two star and then pan which is like a one star so it's like one to four okay because that's uh, if you you look at uh, rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. it's either good or bad review yeah which is (laughs) very like that's not yeah that's not yeah but so they still have the system but they just don't want to use stars because i think they're a little bit too 
mm. fine to use. Fine. <laughs> They're fine people. <laughs> so the 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 fear for every author is the dreaded pan review. Ah, okay. Uh, so I always think there there should be uh, stars. You know, one to five. Everyone should use the same system because, like. If I see a, a, a newspaper or magazine that have has a review for something and it doesn't say how many stars, mm. I'm like, I don't want to read yeah. through the whole review to find out if it's good or not. Because I like, totally if, agree. If, if, it says, if it says four stars mm-hmm. and I start reading and I'm like, oh, this is what I like these things. If it's three stars, I read it and they're like, oh, we don't like this, but we do like this. I'm like, okay, maybe some things that I like. Mm-hmm. If there's no stars, I'm like, I don't want to analyze this whole review yeah. myself. The give, New Yorker, give, give anyone? Give me some, something. Oh, the New Yorker. Yeah. They do that. Okay. You have to read the whole thing. And yeah. then by the end of it, often when I read like book reviews in mm. the New Yorker, often afterwards I'm like, so did they like it? Or not? Yeah. You know, Roger Ebert, mm-hmm. they own, like, I mean, the, the site rogerebert.com mm-hmm. because he's, he, he's, he's dead. Mm. But uh, they only do four stars. So, uh. you know what? That skews. Because some people that are really pretentious, like on Letterboxd, for example, mm-hmm. they use the Roger Ebert system. Oh. So if they give something four stars, it's it's a five star. Right. And if they give something three stars, it might be four. Mm-hmm. So it's like so so that can skew the uh, the reviews this on is, a movie. We, sh- we shouldn't talk about this anymore because now I'm scared f- about reviews. But you're not going to read reviews anyway. That's true. But. People will probably send you DMs like, oh, hey, like your book or mm-hmm. something. And it, you that's, know what? that's hard to, to... Other authors have told me that like they get um, tagged on social media in like oh. really scathing reviews from like readers. Like readers just like, you know, kind of like an Amazon review or a Goodreads review. Yeah. That's really, really scathing. Mm. And then they post that on their social, like Twitter or Instagram and tag the author. It's like, oh, what Jesus, the hell? fuck off. Uh, but also, um, I think also people might be like you know fans might see a bad review of of your book and like take a photo of it yeah post don't, it don't send and, that to and, me and, don't and like send it to you and don't like, do that oh, look at this asshole they have no idea what they're no, talking don't about do that. Like, no, i don't no, want to no. i don't want to read a single review because the thing is i'm not even gonna read if I, like i might not even i'm a debut author so i might not even get reviews like you're yeah. lucky if you get reviews in like newspapers or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I will get good read reviews because yeah, that's, and Amazon reviews yeah. and things like that. But the thing is, like, I don't even want to read positive reviews mm. because I feel like I don't want reviewers that I don't know and who whose job it is to have opinions about books. Yeah, I don't want them to influence my upcoming work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they can skew you towards something like that happens all the time with the content we make mm. you know you get a, a comment from someone who says like that something's really bad or something's really good and you're like hmm then you think about it too much in the next video maybe yeah you're just in, like not even thinking about it. it's more like unconsciously it's just in the back of your head mm. so i think that like the only people i want to listen to when it comes to my writing mm. are the people who care about like m- my work for the long run mm. and also the specific project yeah. in front of them so like obviously a reviewer doesn't care about my next book but yeah. my editor or like my you know first readers mm. um they will care about my my feelings and my career going forward mm. and so they will lift what i'm good at and they will mm. point out what i need to work on mm. like that's the only 
the type of people I want to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there, and there's like there's some uh, authors and filmmakers and stuff that you know people love to discuss like every work like if they have if, well this is like in society overall that mm-hmm. if someone has done something good people want to tear down the next thing yes, that's, that's, sure. that's, that, sure. that's not e- even though it's good but it's not up there with the masterpiece then mm-hmm. it's uh, automatically like yeah this person fell off she lost it yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's like oh one trick pony this, yeah um, that's why uh, some directors have said that after their first movie, it's good to release like three things within a year yeah. after that because so then like people are like, cleanse your so what, palette. What's this, which one is yeah, the second no, that's true. film that we're reviewing as the soft, sophomore dud? So uh, actually other authors have told me this. I'm getting so much advice. I just have to say like other authors are so nice with giving advice. Yeah. Because what repeatedly I've been told mm. is to already have the the second book written, at least the first draft, mm. when the first book comes out. Because there's such frenzy around the first book and mm. you're so sensitive mm. and you get so many opinions about it yeah. that it's so really it's hard to sit to down and write. Second, second uh, book ready. Yeah. yeah. So that you don't second guess yourself or doubt everything and listen to it. On the other hand, like, you know... In, in contrast to, I guess, most debut authors, I'm quite used to opinions. Like, people have opinions about me all the fucking time. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I am I think that, like, I'm not as sensitive to, like, critique, cr- people criticizing me or, like, having opinions about, like, just feedbacking in general, yeah. both po- positive and negative. I'm, Especially now, since you're on TikTok as well. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok is fucking TikTok wild is, west. The, yeah. the, like, the, the worst... The worst uh, TikTok is worse than uh, than Twitter, I think, for for comments. Yeah, I think so too, because it's just people are so young, so like. And also, the the TikTok algorithm is like, is so well done. So it like it pushes uh, things to new people all the time, yeah. and therefore, as soon as new people get to see. Uh, a, a large body of new people get to see uh, your content for the first time. Yeah, you will automatically get so much hate, no matter what you, what you do. Like, the, and that's the that's one of the weird things about sad things about TikTok is like once you do because obviously you know you like I try to grow my my account, mm. so obviously I'm happy if a video takes off and goes a bit viral. So like if I usually get like between two and ten thousand per video mm. if i get one that gets fifty thousand or a hundred thousand mm. or two hundred thousand of course i'm really happy that it's <laughs> that it's a good video that's that gets shown to a lot of new people yeah, but you don't want to check your notifications that's <laughs> it like when that happens that the happiness is so dulled and destroyed mm. by yeah. knowing that every time i open the app yeah. someone will be shouting at me yeah, yeah. about you know like you know you really can, random stuff as yeah well. you can cut a piece of lettuce and people will have yeah. an opinion about it yeah, yeah. for sure <laughs> And just like people having opinions about the way you look, like you, because like I've been getting like criticism and people being mean, people telling me that you know I'm a horrible person. That's always happened on uh, <laughs> mostly on on YouTube, but a little bit on Instagram as well, but mostly on YouTube. So I'm used to that. But I've never ever gotten like um, comments about the way I look. Like I've gotten some on Instagram uh, about like 
you know, being a certain body type or whatever. Mm. Um, but I've not, I've never been gotten like that I look weird in other respects, mm. which is strange because I, ex- like when we went into this, like doing YouTube and Instagram, I expected to get like a lot of people saying, oh, you have weird ears or whatever. Mm. But th- that never happened. Like no. it just didn't happen. I, it was a time where people, like, it was a, a phase where people like to point out what different illnesses they thought I had. Do you remember this? It came and went. Yeah, it was I, like during I think a year. There was uh, a period uh, of time when uh, when that was really popular. Yeah, it's, it's like because everything goes in in waves. Like, mm. uh, you know, like four years ago, there wasn't the same talk about mental health online yeah. that it is now. And in two years, we won't think about it. Or it's like it's it's in the subconscious of mm. of everyone, but but it's not like the hottest the, topic. The hop- hop- yeah. hottest topic. Yeah. But but um, I don't. But I'm not sure why because like that that phase of of people you saying that it it wasn't like one and the same illness. Like oh, like you look yeah. like you have this it, illness. It, it was just a period when it's people started stuff. Uh, started guessing what people and I remember there was during that time there was a backlash against that that because people were. Say, saying a lot of things like you like not to you i'm saying like overall mm-hmm. in internet culture that people are like uh, stop um what is it called uh stop uh, diagnosing people yeah with both illnesses and mental illnesses yeah and that is still going on kind yeah. of like as soon as someone says like it seems like this person then a lot of people will jump on that and say stop diagnosing people yeah behind your computer be- yeah because like obviously no one knows but I, I remember like you know in the beginning I was like when someone said you know um I have this illness and it looks like seems like you have exactly the same symptoms of it and I would be like what especially if it was something that people like more than one people would say the same illness mm. turns out I actually have one of these illnesses <laughs> it's not like a dangerous thing or whatever it's, it's not an illness it's like um syndrome didn't we have a friend that uh, also had a similar yeah, experience? So yeah. So my one of my uh, my uh, one of our influencer friends, she also has this. Like people would tell her that she, it looked like she has this syndrome, mm-hmm. and and both of us tested it, and it turns out she didn't have it, and I had it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. It doesn't affect my health mm-hmm. or anyway because in, in anyway because like it's not dangerous. It's just like mm-hmm. something you're born with. So um, what are we saying? It was good that people <laughs> did diagnose. I, I guess actually, I guess <laughs> because this, okay. So this this syndrome, um, so a, f- a tiny percentage of people with a syndrome gets like a genetic heart um, condition yeah. that comes with it. So I tested my heart to see that I did because I have the syndrome. Yeah. So I, it's good to test your heart to see if you have yeah. the condition. And I didn't have it. So, yeah. it, but it was still it was good, all that good. But in the end, if no one had said that I, it looked like I had the syndrome. I wouldn't have tested my heart, but mm. my heart is fine, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Anyway, the, w- when it came to the point of people telling me all kinds of illnesses, when someone it came out and said, like, it looks like you have this condition, and it was like a super niche, random condition about the tongue sitting wrongly in the mouth. Do you remember this? <laughs> about, like, Don't your remember. tongue, like, being connected the wrong way in your mouth, making it weird like doing weird movements and making a speech sound strange or look and looks like your lips are crooked and it just affects the way your mouth and looks and your tongue looks and that's when i was like you know what (laughs) it's getting too random it's just getting too random now like yeah uh it was a fun one though like i i didn't i didn't it didn't get to me 
at all. But going back to TikTok, now people on TikTok are much more harsh with like the way people look. Yeah, because that's like you just scroll on TikTok. The first thing you see is a person who looks any way mm-hmm. and, and people will just immediately go to what does, does that person look like? And then all the top comments are like, you look like this person mm-hmm. and, uh, or you look like that or a cucumber or, or it's weird. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um i don't listen i prefer the comments about the way i look than critics like criticizing my lifestyle or my personality Mm. because i'm I'm really confident in the way i look um for the most part you should be i mean because i (laughs) I just feel like um i know that i'm i'm like smack in the middle like you know with makeup on i can look better than decent i can look good oh, without one percent uh, thank you babe. listen to me thank you babe. with makeup on without makeup on i'm l- probably a bit below average Top two. Top <laughs> a bit below average i would say <laughs> so i can go either which way i i don't have a look that is spectacular in any sense i'm just like completely average oh you're so spectacular oh thank you thank you so but i just feel like if people are criticizing my looks it's like yeah okay maybe i have weird ears or nose or whatever yeah. but i don't really care that much like yeah because i'm human you, you know, know i will have some weird bits i have come to terms with my appearance yeah and and like i thought you were gonna say you have come to terms with my appearance <laughs> that, as well. <laughs> that as well but it's like you know it would have been so much worse when you were like 16 17 mm. 18 mm. and uh because at that time it was like that was all that mattered yeah kind of yeah how you looked and because you I didn't was have happy a... with how I looked. So you're saying you're happy with the way you look and you're happy with the way I look? Yes, so I'm happy with the way both of us we look. look. Yeah. So Especially we, you. We don't have to care about TikTok. No, too much. exactly. <laughs> Luckily, we are not 17. Yeah. So, But I have to say, like, if, if a newspaper would give me a bad review on my book, yeah. that would be so much worse than any abuse I get online. I completely understand that. Mm. Uh, and I'm not prepared for it. Um, because the thing is, if I'm going to be a writer now, if I'm going to write books, yeah. sooner or later, I will get a bad review in a newspaper. That's, that's just the name of the game. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not willing. I'm not willing to go there. No. And the thing is, uh, we have mental blacklists. what does that mean that sounds uh, interesting so yeah so so it's like you know if a magazine Mm -hmm. does a a negative review on you oh we will hate yeah we will hate them magazine forever forever Forever. and ever Mm -hmm. and probably do things to uh to (laughs) undermine their authority uh, undermine their authority (laughs) and to to kind of destroy their business in any way we can i mean this is this is just fantasies because we wouldn't we would play super nice and if they asked us to do an interview with the next book we would say yes because we are nice people we don't behave like that we believe in good we don't believe in good karma but you know what i mean they would invite you to like oh come to our offices and do an interview on something you would maybe you know take an extra water bottle or something like that's that that's it that's you know, how you, you yeah. do like a silent just like steal some stationery yes, or yes, something yes, yes. Uh, or, or like go just th- like if if they uh, uh, if they show you the printing room mm-hmm. um, you fiddle with the printer a little no, bit no 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 just go in there and shout stop the press 
the presses. Is that what it is? Stop the. Yeah, stop the presses. Yeah, that it what sounded it so Swedish. Oh, the presses. The presses. In stop. Swedish, it's stoppa pressarna. Stop, stop the. Stop the. Stop, stop the presses. Is yeah, it yeah, sounded guess, right guess when it you said yeah, it. Yeah, I, um, I can do that. I think. I think. <laughs> I think. I think, I think uh, our vintage of our vintage of worker. <laughs> I, I think our, our preferred way of revenge is like subtle and silent. Just to feel yes. good ourselves, but no one will notice yeah. it. Just like a good fart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we could we could definitely. Um, so the thing is, we have a we have a policy. Revenge is fine in theory, in fantasy, mm. or mental blacklist or whatever you call them. Mm. It's, it's fine in theory, oh. but we don't act upon that and stuff. And if you go to a book launch or something and you see the the, uh, the, the reviewer the reviewer or something, mm, mm. you can like gaze angrily. I mean, them. the thing is, with a lot of book reviews, threateningly, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, I would, I wouldn't, I could, but I wouldn't. But the thing is, with a lot of uh, book reviewers to like the people who review books mm. are quite often other authors so there's there's a whole variety oh, of yeah, revenge of that are. can happen yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. it's like with film of course the the reviewers the critics they're, they're not filmmakers but yeah with, Do you with know what could happen? critics they so, are writers yeah so usually. say so say that an, an other author gives me a bad review yeah i will they lay in wait until their next book comes out mm. and then pitch to newspapers can i please review it and then I wouldn't do a pan interview, uh, a negative interview. Mm. I would do a, this is completely adequate. I'm really bored, medium, three stars review. Without using words like that. Mm-hmm. Just saying like... Subtly, you're saying this, this is boring. Yeah. No one cares. Exactly. I wouldn't do like, a, a, it wouldn't be like a negative review. We would like smack in the middle, mm. 2.5 stars. Mm. Don't pick this up. Mm. Short review as well. Mm. Much shorter than mm, yeah. normal. Yeah, isn't that? That's I would like, never do like that. This is write, a, this write, is just a writing revenge. So, uh, writing re- something. Fantasy. Like, yeah, write <laughs> writing something like. Uh, I can see that there are people who like this kind yeah. of thing. It's perfectly <laughs> the prose is perfectly adequate. That kind of thing. Yes, uh, it's sweet. <laughs> I can see that some people like this. I'm just not sure that I've met them. I wouldn't bother. I wouldn't bother with people who like this. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that people who like this are beneath me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering now if this has happened. I mean, since I just had this idea, mm. I'm wondering if other people have had it too. Has there been like a battle, oh, yeah, review probably. battles back yeah, and forth yeah, between two authors? Must have been. And, and also between magazines and stuff as mm. well, probably. And yeah, there's... There's uh, probably a lot of, like, things like that. I hope that, like, if I get a negative review that is just, like, forgotten about, then we can move on. You, you know the uh, the the Dilbert um, cartoon? Yeah, I heard that he had written a self-help book that has been cancelled today. I read that. A self-help book? Okay. Yeah, he had written a... Uh, it said, like, his self-help book has been cancelled. I didn't read... Oh, 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 it has actually been cancelled. Like, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah, re- not, withdrawn. Not Twitter cancel. No, it no, it's been, been withdrawn. withdrawn. Yeah, I think I think he, because he's he's gone full 
like right wing uh, oh. uh, for the last okay. five ish years. All right. I don't know if he does QAnon stuff, uh, but it's like you know Dilbert. It was it was in you know the the uh, morning paper in Sweden. Mm, yeah. Uh, but in Swedish when we mm. grew up, mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's so weird because when it, it was it was years ago when he started saying things on Twitter and people were like, oh really, the Dilbert guy? Mm. Um, but. That it seems like they've still kept him on, uh, like he's still been doing his thing, kind of. But now I don't know if he lost, like his regular gig or something. Mm, okay. That the, the the newspaper. So magazine. he's still doing it. He's still at it because I remember this from when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We we like he's probably been doing it for forty you years. Know, I, you know, you know, his yeah, yeah, his right wing his we right wing opinions aside, yeah. I'm so impressed with people who can just keep on doing the same thing. Usually, cartoonists, right? Can they? they? It seems like they just keep going year after year, like one new thing every day. It's fascinating. Uh, but uh, I think uh, don't you run the, out the eventually? Last, last thing he did was that. I don't know if it was a live stream or whatever, but he he called black people a hate group or something like that. So what? they were like, let's uh, let's just <laughs> let's just not keep hiring this guy. Oh my god! <laughs> but I I think I don't know. He's he's been saying stuff for 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 years. So All I don't right. know like what he did before that was okay <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, Dilbert, do you remember his little dog friend Dogbert? Yes, I remember the dog. <laughs> That's that's who I think about when I think about the and I think about his white shirt with black tie. He was like an office worker, right? Yeah, they didn't have a red tie. Oh, maybe he has yeah. a red tie. Okay. But like, growing like seeing that in the morning newspaper when you were a kid, it was like you probably didn't get any of the jokes. No, that was the most boring one out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, you, because you it couldn't was understand like anything. Office jokes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't get it. I'm twelve. You know what I look forward to? Two weeks from now, we move back home right mm. you know what's gonna happen then david uh i don't have to think about renovation yes that's that's the most obvious thing yeah but looking a little bit ahead instead of behind yeah do you know what's gonna happen we can i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know what you're after <laughs> one thing that's gonna happen yeah is that there's, there's gonna be a tiny room in our flat tiny tiny like one oh, times yeah. one I meter know. yeah yeah in that room the only thing that will exist is a washer dryer yep. and hanging from the walls, mm. uh, a clothes rack. Yep. So for the first time in our history, as a couple, mm. as human beings, mm. will we have a separate room for washing? We will never yeah. again need to have the clothes uh, horse out mm. in the bedroom or bathroom or living room or yeah. kitchen and or wherever. move it around when you're... And it's yeah. in the way and yeah. it's ugly and it make, makes everything feel like so mundane and miserly. Yeah. We will have a room with a door to close so we will never, ever have to look at washing hanging out to dry ever again. Yeah. It's, it's a tiny thing. But if you're a Londoner, I think you, you will feel this. I think you will have goosebumps right now because this doesn't happen in London. No. I've never ever no, seen this in London. Not. There's not space for for that, but we have we have made carved. Spa- yeah, we have carved out space yeah. to just have a washer dryer. We sacrificed a, a bathtub for yeah. this because room. in in London you have uh, your washer dryer in uh, the kitchen. kitchen. So it's so stupid. It's just the most stupid thing. Well, you have to. And you can like, have it in the in the bathroom. 
like, oh, yeah. like normal but, people. Uh, I guess it's too small. But, yeah, but if you have enough space, much better to have yeah, it in the like bathroom. Yeah, like the Swedish bathrooms are tiny, but we still managed to put a washing machine in yeah. there. Yeah. It's just still stupid. Yeah. They just got it wrong. Another thing the British people got wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry, but wh- what's up with the... like? two-hand taps. I was going to say, like, colonialism. Well, well, well. I'm talk- but I'm talking about specifically homes, the yeah. home environment. Oh, the two taps. The two-hand yeah. taps. So you, yeah, have, yeah, yeah. you have one for hot, one for cold. So you have yeah. to, instead of just, like, opening the tap and water comes out, mm. you have to like, do two separate things mm. to have water come out yeah. at a, de- like, decent temperature. Because also, cold water in, in British taps is so cold and hot water in british you you actually get burned like (laughs) you will hurt your skin (laughs) so it's like why would you want to have to do two stuff with your hand instead of one stuff (laughs) it's it's the most like they're still selling this in shops yeah taps with two faucets no not faucet what's it called the yeah the screw thing yeah, the screw thing yeah but but uh i i was in a bathroom uh, recently uh <laughs> at starbucks right. and they actually had two faucets so one that had cold water coming out and one had <gasps> and it was just like you know the back, level uh, and, of stupidity and, you know that's like 98 percent of british homes have gotten rid of that yeah but but, uh, but it was just like i was like just going back and forth with my hands like Hot, that cold, hot, cold, because the hot was insanely hot, you know, and it was just... That is know. the most, I mean, it's useless. It's like, there's no excuse for this. There is absolutely no reason why this started to exist from the beginning. <laughs> there, there probably was a reason, I don't know. What are you looking forward to? Okay, so, uh, if, dear listener, if you are an avid uh, listener to this uh, podcast, you will know what's going to happen the first night when David and I move back in. Yeah, we're going to eat uh, Chinese food on the floor. And drink Red sparkling wine. wine, sit on pillows on the floor. We will have moving boxes everywhere. We will listen to the soundtrack to the movie The Firm yeah. with Tom Cruise. If yeah. you have not watched the movie The Firm from 94, I want to say. 90? Is it even earlier? It's earlier. 91, maybe. If you've not seen this movie, um, you will have to watch it because it is so great. It's watch still it, great. Watch it with us in two weeks. Yeah, maybe we can do a watch along. 2003. No, <laughs> sorry, 93. <laughs> uh, the TV show, uh, The Firm, is from 2012. We haven't tried that one. No. So the Tom Cruise one, is, it's based on a John Grisham um, novel. novel. Yeah. Actually, I think that John Grisham sold the movie rights to The Firm before he had a book deal for it. So when it was just a manuscript that he had written, mm. like a book manuscript, mm. before he had a publisher, yeah. he got a massive uh, movie right deal for it. Probably because he had had a hit before that. No, I think it was his first one. But Pelican Brief is before that. It's the book before that. Uh, well, I can't say. Yeah, okay, <laughs> never, never mind. Uh, <laughs> as I understood it, it was his first thing. Uh, it was the first thing that happened to him was that he sold the move rights before getting a book deal ever okay. but i might misremember uh, this story anyway this is not important the important bit is wednesday in two weeks oh pelican brief uh, came out the same year as mm. the firm all right what a year oh my what god a what year a year for, for, for john grisham movies yeah 
So um, Pelican Reef is much better, actually. But the firm is closer oh, because we have such a personal connection to it. Yeah. So on Wednesday, what is it? The 22nd? Is that when we move back in? Yeah, I think so. That night, mm. can we all please watch the firm together, <laughs> sitting on the floor on a pillow, eating takeaway Chinese oh. food and drinking whatever you want to drink. Red wine, sparkling wine or something non-alcoholic. I think that's a great idea. I was, Romantic. I was thinking... Uh, if you do, if you do watch the film with us, can you please tell us what you thought? Because sometimes when you watch something from when you were a kid, like the nostalgia factor mm. is giving it two stars extra than it would if you saw it for the first time today. Yeah, but I have fallen in love with the firm and Pelican Brief without growing up with them. Well, I mean, you have been watching them for 15 years now. Together with you, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, so I was just thinking... Uh, I was thinking of starting to give a, 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 a movie recommendation at the end of every podcast. Mm -hmm. And we do podcasts so often, so... It's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. Uh, I mean, we just, we just gave a, a movie recommendation, so... Oh, what a diss. Mm -hmm. So you, you don't want me to do a, a movie recommendation? Uh, if you only say the title and how many stars are, you, you're going to give it and are, compare it to one other film. Are, are you, you, are you on your way, way or something? Are you, are, you, are you on the way to do something else? Babe, I listen to you talk about movies probably three hours per day. That is not true. I don't, I I don't, wanna, I don't wanna hear any anymore. Everything. Ten hours a day. Uh, okay. <laughs> the Novice. Oh. It's, I think it's available for free on Amazon. It's actually, amazing. The it's novice. Amazing. It's about a, a young woman that starts university and she joins the rowing team. This sounds super boring, no, it's, but it's oh the most. God. It's one of the most amazing movies I've watched it's in so the last couple tense. of years. It's one of the tens. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it's, it it's, so it's, much. It's shot and edited as a, a, an, an incredible thriller. So if you like Black Swan, Pearl. It's Black Swan with rowing. Yeah. Or like um, uh, Whiplash, or like one of those like extremely tense cooking chef restaurant movies, you know, where everyone is just being really tense without re not any I, real I think, reason. I think you're talking too much about this movie. <laughs> I think give your <laughs> give your uh, uh, how many stars you want to give it, and then no, it's a five. On. It's a five. It's a it's unique. It it's amazing. Yeah. Like, it's an experience. But, uh, you know, if the, if, if the, re the um, listeners are going to choose between the firm and the novice, I have to say, go with the firm. It's yes. so cozy. Yeah. Incredible. It is. It is. Gene Hackman does the role of a lifetime. Watching him <laughs> dance around in the Bahamas, in like Bahamas shorts. It's amazing. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a dancer. <laughs> he's a dancer. Yeah. It's lovely. Um, Anyway, is that the end of this podcast? I think it is. Yes. Thank you all for watching. Uh, go uh, pre-order. No one has been watching. Thank you all for listening. Uh, go and pre-order Jenny's book. Uh, pre-order a couple. Why don't you? Yeah. Give it. It's a really great gift. Uh, it's, uh, it's available. Uh, it's worldwide shipping, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. It's, 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 it's available here in the UK, but it's also available in Australia and New Zealand. And, amongst other places um, yeah amongst other places and also uh, i'm not sure if we yet will when this podcast is coming out i'm not sure if we have pre-orders for the german version or the romanian or the hungarian one 
Yeah, who knows? We will see. Yeah. But uh, anyway, pre-order the British version, even if you're not British, please. It will help a girl out a lot. <laughs> if you can afford it, if you can't, then, you know, that's send fine love. as well. Yeah, send love. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you want to get a signed postcard, that's just for UK. Yeah. Sorry, that's just for the UK. Mm. If you want, if you are from the UK, want a signed postcard, mm. send your proof of po- purchase to, I think it's OK Days. Yeah, the book is called OK Days, by the way. Maybe yeah. it's good to say. Good to say um okay days at holder.co.uk i think it was that but we will write it down in the yeah. show notes yes. so thank you for listening thank and you. this was fun yeah. I, I wish we had time to do it more often yes when the renovations are done maybe we will have time to do it more often because yes. i do really love it yeah me too uh thank you guys uh, see you soon see you soon have a nice week have a good one Bye-bye. bye bye bye